Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. This is the Marketing to Millionaires podcast, episode number 17. Welcome to the Marketing to Millionaires podcast. I am your host, Kelly O'Neill. In this ever-changing economy, marketing premium services to premium clients who can afford your services is a key strategy in recession-proofing your business and thriving through uncertain times. Each week, join me to learn the best practices in marketing to this discerning audience, as well as enjoying insightful and candid interviews with millionaires, as well as the most brilliant business minds who have mastered the art of marketing to affluent clientele. Let's get started on this week's episode. Hey everyone, it's Kelly O'Neill and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing to Millionaires podcast. For the next several weeks, we are going to be running a very special series where I'm going to open the doors to private conversations that I have had with my Marketing to Millionaires strategic partners during our expert summit. This summit is no longer available publicly. However, we are going to be sharing the episode tidbits with you here, and we're going to be giving you an opportunity at the end of the episode to come and join us in the Marketing to Millionaire Success Circle, where you can actually gain access to the tens of thousands of dollars of bonuses that they are offering to you. So this is a series that you do not want to miss. So make sure that you've got something to write with because you are going to be flooded with GC information. All right, let's dive in. Hey everyone, I want to welcome you back to the Marketing to Millionaires Expert Summit. And today I have an, another awesome guest for you. This is Caitlin Dahmer. That's how you pronounce it, right? Donor. That is, everybody misses it. Sorry, donor. This is Caitlin <laughs> Donor from Sales Map. And she's going to talk all about how to not only set yourself up to be ready for a sales team, but then how to hire a high performance sales team that can sell to affluent clientele. So Caitlin and her partners have formed this amazing business. I've hired them myself um, to do outsource sales for our company. And they collectively have sold over $40 million in programs, products, and services collectively. So Caitlin, welcome. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, Kelly. I am so happy to have you here. So let's talk about sales, you guys. Mm -hmm. So on a scale of one to 10, and if you are in the Marketing to Millionaires success circle, which I hope you are, I'd love to hear from you how you feel about sales. Because if you're like many of entrepreneurs, it may feel like not your favorite thing to do when mm -hmm. you're just starting out. Yeah. And I want to share with you that, first of all, selling to affluent clients is much, much, much easier than selling to the masses. So we've got some good news here with that. And before we jump in with Caitlin and her expansive knowledge, I want to address a little bit the difference between selling to millionaires and, and high ticket selling because they are two different things. Mm -hmm. 
So selling to millionaires, when you're selling to a millionaire, you're going directly to an affluent client who has the need and the ability to sign with you right there. Mm -hmm. Right. We are, that's the biggest difference is we are going to people that already have the money, the problem and the need for a solution at that point right there. We're going directly to the top of the pyramid. Oftentimes with high ticket sales, there is an ascension model where people have worked their way up to buying a high ticket program or service, and they may or may not be of an affluent mindset. Mm -hmm. And so the way that you sell to them, you know, it doesn't matter. You could sell a hundred thousand dollar program to an affluent individual and a hundred thousand dollar program to a mass marketing program, but they're going to buy differently. Yeah. Right. That's the big difference. So I wanted to clarify that. Caitlin, do you want to jump in on that a little bit? No, I just, just to reiterate what you're saying, uh, for somebody who has an affluent mindset, and I love the way you phrase that because an affluent mindset really doesn't even have much to do with your net worth. It's how do you think about money? Bingo. These people are not worried about money, right? So if somebody came up to me and said, I want to sell you uh, this $100,000 thing, my thing would be like, okay, not a problem. What does it get me? How fast do I see this return on my investment? And how can you ensure, how can I be sure that you're telling the truth, right? Um, and so it, for me, the, the dollar amount is not even a problem. I, I have learned how to go find money. Anytime I need money. So the money is never going to be the objection. Uh, it's just how can you ensure that I'm going to get the results that I want as faster than I could get them for myself. So true. And mm-hmm. I will also say that like the primary objection generally with a mass market buyer is money. Mm-hmm. Where the primary objection, like, and again, it doesn't matter what price level it's at. You know, the higher the price level, again, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to really help over, uh, overcome that objection. With an affluent person, that is not the first objection. The mm-hmm. first objection is time. Mm-hmm. How how are you gonna get this off my plate? <laughs> how are you gonna handle it for me so I don't have to deal with it? Yeah, right? time is the only finite commodity. Money is an infinite resource, but time we run out of. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. So where do you see when, you know, entrepreneurs get into business for themselves and, um, you know, especially if they're thinking like, you know, I want to hire a salesperson um, or they're getting into, you know, if they're getting into sales themselves or they're even trying to hire a salesperson, where do you see like the biggest mistake? The biggest one is, is doing it too soon. Well, or too late, right? It can go either direction. So mm-hmm. if you love sales, you'll probably hold on to your sales process too long, right? So if you're really just naturally charismatic and you enjoy that sales process, you will probably stay the bottleneck in your business for much longer than you should have let it go. Yes. Unfortunately, many entrepreneurs are on the opposite side where they dislike selling. And so they're trying to get it off their plate as quickly as possible. And they assume that anybody who has the word sales in their job description on their resume can do this thing better than they can do for themselves. And Mm -hmm. all too often, they simply lack the clarity around their offer, their target demographic, um, and the system because a sale is a system. It's broken down into a series of discrete parts. You have to understand what does your buyer need to understand and experience in order to make a decision and you need to understand the steps in that process and have that process ideally written down somewhere and (laughs) so that you can then delegate it so 
it's not necessarily that you have to become the best salesperson in the world, but you do have to master your own personal sales process and understand what motivates your client to buy from you so that you can reverse engineer that process. And then once it's documented and you know that this works and it repeatedly works, then you're ready to put somebody into this place and you can, with confidence, know that they'll be successful. I love it. I love it. All right. So again, sales, it's a, it's a, such an important part of your business, right? Marketing is when you're generating all those leads, but then if you want to actually have a business, you're going to have to have sales conversations and sales is really just service. And that's just a whole mindset piece. Um, in fact, I'm having an event this fall where we are going to deconstruct the whole mindset around this. And literally I've had people come in saying, I absolutely hate sales. I detest it and go out going like, Oh, I'm kind of excited about this now. That's my story. I don't know if you know this, Kelly. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Tell me. Yeah, 10 years ago when I started, uh, I hated sales. I hated telephones. I have a deep fear of telephones. And then in 10 years later, like just by doing this process and coaching salespeople, I've now come to the perspective that sales is the most freeing skill set you can master. And that when done right, it should be an act of love and service. And that it should always be a win win with everybody involved. And I've become sort of this evangelist (laughs) for sales but I started as this very fearful with a deep hatred of sales uh, that from my upbringing and a lot of money mindset blocks but yeah it's it took me longer than I would hope you can do for them in that two-day period but it it's transformational when you can fall in love with your sales process yes there's no limit to how much money you can make the lifestyle you can create how you can give back in the world Um, You've really just written your own ticket to freedom. I love that. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is 100% true. All right. So if someone is, so someone's listening here, and again, we've talked about when it's the right time. So before they go to hire a sales team, what needs to happen? So when we're working with our clients, one of the first things that we'll check in on is their product funnel. So we basically say, what what are you selling? What are you uh, offering? And we'll flow chart it out because usually there's lifetime value of a client that is underestimated. So the first sale is probably not your only sale. And so just understanding how all of these offers play into each other. So we can say, this is the journey we want somebody to take to work with us. Um, so we'll look at their business model. And what I'm, when I'm looking at their business model, I'm really looking at capacity blocks. So we have people who come to us and they tell us they want a million dollar business. But then when I actually push them on it, they're like, well, I don't actually like hiring people, which is pretty critical if you want to break the seven-figure ceiling, right? And so I have to push in on, okay, well, how do we scale? So we have this 10x test that when we're looking at their offers, we say, okay, um, are you providing 10 times more value than you're currently charging, right? So if you're charging $50,000, can you show how you're generating half a million dollars? And then the other 10x test is, could you serve 10 times as many people as you sold last year? And what would that do? So it's like a stress test for your operations. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we do bring on a sales team for somebody, we will massively scale their, their closed deals. And for me, the only thing that's scary about that is if their operations team drops the ball and I have unhappy customers because I take moral responsibility for every person that I close. I don't want to be closing and then having refunds and complaints and things like that. So the first thing I look at is their operational and the business model. And can you sustain the kind of growth that you tell me you want? 
Then the second piece that we would look at with them is the sales process. How are they generating leads? And what is the sales process going to look like? And this is different if you're B2B or B2C. So if you're in a B2B sector, you will probably need somebody on the front end of your sales who is out there prospecting, generating leads, doing the qualification process. You'll want an education process before they get on the phone with you. And you will probably hold on to that, at least for the foreseeable future, because you're selling $100,000 programs, half a million dollar contracts. Um, and that is usually the most important role you can fill in your company. It's going to be easier for you to outsource consultants to fulfill on that contract work than it is for you to find somebody who can take that sales piece off your place. So we're just looking at where in the sales process are you the bottleneck and how can we be freeing up your time? If you're on the B2C side, mm -hmm. it's going to be the other side where you can do a lot of marketing through automation, um, paid advertising, those sorts of things that go into the sort of click funnels model that we're used to. And that's where you, the high ticket stuff that we're selling, where you do have a high ticket closer, which that is always getting some bad rapport around that. Um, but yeah, somebody, we call them enrollment coaches, right? Who can do that education process on the phone with them and move them forward into a high-end decision-making uh, process. So it's just, we'll look at the entire sales process to see, break it down into those steps that I mentioned, and then see where do we need to hire and replace you. So those will be the oh, first two. Yeah. And one of the other things you said, to, now I can't remember, now I can't remember because you and I have talked so many times. I can't remember if we had a private conversation about it or if you said it here online is, you know, look, you've got to be able to sell this thing yourself. So yeah, mm -hmm. like you can't, so if you're, if you're a person that is like, I hate sales, I'm just going to hire someone to go do it for me. Like if you can't sell it yourself, like There's chances of someone else being able to sell it is not good. Right, because you will always bring the most expertise, the most passion, and the highest level of conviction to what you're selling. You, you're never going to be able to replicate those three principles in your salesperson. They might have more skills than you do. They have, might have more experience in selling than you do, but they're never going to beat you on your expertise, your passion, and conviction that you can change the world. So from that perspective, you, um, I don't... Uh, I'm a late, I'll just say, I'm a lazy person when it comes to selling. <laughs> I want the offer to do as much of the heavy lifting as possible so that by the time they get on a phone with me, they're like, this is a no brainer, right? And so I've just had enough sales conversations that I can usually craft an offer that feels irresistible. And that's what we want you guys to do for yourselves as well, is if you're not very good at selling, the solution is to create a truly irresistible offer that sells itself. And one of the easiest ways that you can do that is create a guarantee. Um, and so I have had clients who have quintupled their price tag because they put a guarantee on their offer. And now suddenly somebody feels safe offering that high, making that big of an investment for themselves because they know that there's a safety net. So just looking at little things like that of how can I have the offer overcome people's mm -hmm. hesitations, objections, and resistance before I even get on the phone with them. So if you are feeling like your conversion rates aren't where you want them, my first question would be, is your offer irresistible? And then the second step would be to look at your qualification and education process before they get on the phone with you. Were they actually qualified or did you essentially have a discovery call? Because a lot of people will beat themselves up and go, 
well, I didn't close that deal, but that deal wasn't a sales call. <laughs> that was the discovery process where you were just figuring out if they were somebody who might be interested and have a need um, and were qualified to And it's two totally different things when you're, when you're, when you're selling to affluent clients. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, one of the things I know, Caitlin, is you, you do this process with your internal salespeople when you're staffing a sales team. Mm -hmm. One of the things, so just so you guys know, Caitlin's actually going to be speaking at our event this fall called Selling to Millionaires. So mm -hmm. we're going to be teaching you all of this this other juiciness about, you know, creating that offer and making sure you understand how to overcome objections with affluent clientele. But the other thing that, that we are going to teach and then pass to Caitlin to teach you is how to set up a sales foundation internally in your system, in, in, within your business so that you can easily transition to someone like sales map. Mm -hmm. right? Because you want to set that up from the get-go. You want to set that system up from the, from the, the immediate point so that it can easily roll into, you know, outs outsourcing your selling through a company like SalesMap, right? We're going to teach you exactly how to do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. So she and I are going to be working hand in hand on the internal versus the external to make it super easy so it's seamless, mm -hmm. which will be cool. All right, yeah. what is the second thing that they need to be aware of if they are looking to hire, like a high profit tip for hiring their sales team? So the biggest one that we use internally is testing them. It's like a try it before you buy it sort of relationship. So in my experience, good salespeople sell themselves better than they sell anything else on the planet. Um, we had a client who hired a salesperson and she was paying him $5,000 a month plus commission. And six months into the engagement, he had sold maybe two deals for her. Um, and she was generating the leads for him. Like there was really no reason uh, that he shouldn't have been closing more. And what we realized is he was a better salesperson for himself than he was for her. And so she was out of pocket, essentially $30,000 because she didn't have a way to test uh, before she engaged them for their services. So one of the things that we look at for our clients is, is there a way that we can provide kind of a testing period? Yes. And if you're willing to sort of sacrifice a certain number of leads, usually anywhere from 10 to 100 leads per candidate. Um, so if you, if you send it out, source your things, and you have your interviews with them, and you say, okay, I'm really impressed by these 3 to 20, we usually do 20 for our boot camps, uh, and it's a two-week process. But for you, if you say, okay, I love these three people, what I would suggest is putting them on a commission-only basis for a week or two where you're training them and working with them every single day um, and saying, okay, this is what we want to accomplish. Uh, here's your leads. Go ahead and do this thing. And it may not be selling your highest level program, but if you're selling event tickets or a low-end offer, or you just want to kind of test them out. You just want to sort of throw them in the deep end of the swimming pool and see if they can swim. And at the end of those week or two, you're going to see if they have the stamina, if they're team players, if they're hungry, if, they're, if they have integrity, if they keep showing up or they don't show up, um, and most importantly, can they actually generate results? So we usually give our people the coldest leads possible and the hardest sell possible, um, recognizing that they're going to fight. <laughs> and at the end of that week or two, maybe only one or two is going to survive. Um, usually if we start with 20, we'll end up with five. So it's a pretty steep drop off rate, just given the nature of the work that they're doing. 
And then it makes it very easy because then at that point, the final interview is more like, hey, how do we make this make financial sense for you so you can leave your full-time job and come join us full-time? Um, did you like them? Do you think that they're a good representation for your brand? Are they gonna be coachable? And you can look at more of those culture fit pieces because you've already proven that they can get the results that you're looking for. I love it. And this is, I cannot tell you the brilliance of the advice that she just gave you because I too am one of those people that I've hired sales teams before. I've, I've spent, you know, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 hiring sales teams that could not perform. And so that right there is so important. In fact, the entire way that these guys have their company set up, their methodology is so incredibly unique that I'm, I'm just, it's so smart. It's so, it's so smart. All right. What's the, what's the third way? Uh, in one terms of what they need. Uh, the third, the third, um, the third profit inducing tip to make sure you hire a high performance sales team. Well, I think the, the next one is just that we haven't really talked about is who is the right person? Cause I know you guys are selling to an affluent market. Yes. And this is, this is where it's going to be slightly different when you're sourcing your applicants and testing your applicants, your candidates. Uh, what you're, the way I think about it is parity, right? So Kelly, you shared with me that you grew up affluent and that's why you can speak their language and you feel comfortable with that. Like it's, it's in your blood. Um, and so looking at what is their track record? Um, and that's not to say that somebody who grew up poor can't learn an affluent mindset but you really want to test them on how do they feel about money? How do they feel intimidated by people who have big names uh, or have big achievements? Um, when they are, when they do move into a lack of confidence, how does that show up? Right before I started really mastering myself and gaining personal confidence, my reaction was to sort of fold and give scooch back and say, Oh yeah, I'm sure you're probably right. Now it's to lean in and say, you know what? I don't know about that. Tell me more about that. And I'm comfortable with vulnerability because I've gotten to the place in my own life where I no longer have anything to prove to anyone, right? I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I create my own freedom. I've accomplished a lot of the things that I had on my yeah, If you read her bio, she's accomplished a lot. Right? So it's one of those things where I'm okay with you underestimating me. And that was not something that was true even 10 years ago. Um, because I am secure in who I am and the value that I can bring to the equation. So you want somebody who has that level of just um, personal certitude and groundedness. Um, it's really interesting. One of our uh, kind of secrets that I've discovered that make really good salespeople are pe people who have earned a black belt in some form of martial arts. Right. And really, I know this is my secret. I don't Okay, This is a good this. one. You guys, this is a good one. <laughs> So, so uh, black belt and marathon runners are kind of the two things that even if you don't have any sales experience at all, if I see that you have a black belt in a martial arts or you're an ultra marathon runner, I'm probably going to be willing to hire you because those are the places where you have trained your brain to overcome your bodily resistance, right? And the thing I love about martial arts in particular is that it's competitive right? A marathon runner, they're competing against themselves. So I would use them more in like outbound prospecting as opposed to an inbound closer. Um, but I think it's just something about the nature of being in competition mm -hmm. with friends and being highly disciplined. Um, it's just a very, it's a perfect psychology 
for somebody who's able to lean into resistance, but also, again, has that personal level of groundedness and, and comfort. I want you to take everything she said and, it, and you know, rewind what she just said and apply it to you in your business. So even if you're not quite ready to hire a sales team yet, everything she just said is exactly how you're going to need to approach selling, period, let alone with affluent clients. So it's so funny that you, that you say that because I, you know, I'm, I am a believer in the saying, how you do anything is how you do everything. I also was a disciplined athlete growing mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. So I find that that training that I had as a competitive swimmer and as a competitive softball player and a competitive soccer player, like I worked with some of the best coaches in the world. And like, you know, if you don't, you, you can't just suit up, mm -hmm. like you need to show up. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you know, your life was going to be a living hell. And I think that that discipline that it requires that is something that you've got to have within your, you need to develop within yourself and that ability to overcome. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I, I happen to have found this unique niche, but I would imagine if you're at like a collegiate, like sports level, mm -hmm. you have ingrained in you this spirit of discipline, competition and teamwork um, yes. and coachability, right? So these are all the qualities that you need in a salesperson. And for those of you who weren't competitive people, I will say I spent most of my early life with my nose stuck in a book and balls hit me in the head. So even if you were a disciplined athlete, there is still hope for the nerds, I promise you. Yeah, well, and yeah you don't have to be a competitive athlete, but I think discipline is really, is really, really important. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. that ability to get out of your own way when you're selling with the affluent. Like I, I teach in our Selling to Millionaires, I like a three hour segment on really clearing out your old junk and then setting your stage for high performance, mm -hmm. right? And getting rid of all of those beliefs and those things that people bump up with in selling to affluent clients, because guess what? Affluent clients are people too. They put on their yoga pants one leg at a time, just like everyone else. Now they may be rocking the latest pair of Lululemons, but it doesn't matter. They, you know, they have problems and they put on their yoga pants the same, the same way. Yeah. And All I, right. I guess like one of my quotes is, um, sales is demon wrestling for a living, right? You have to wrestle your own demons first because every objection that comes up that you buy into, you have a limiting belief that corresponds with that objection that you just received. So you have to be able to recognize you will never buy into an objection that you haven't first believed in. So you're going to have yes. an immediate mirror match. And then as you begin to clear out your own shit, then you get to wrestle with everybody else's and you get to stand in the fire and say, no, this is a limiting belief that you have and you can kind of support them in making the highest and best decision for themselves. But yeah, there's a lot of personal development work that happens on sales calls. And in business in general, like I oh, say that oh. there's two, the two best ways for you to grow yourself is to be in a relationship and own a business, Absolutely. Right? Like those, that is where all of my stuff has gotten worked out. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else that you want to share with these guys before we re reveal the fabulous gifts that you have for them? No, I think just encouraging you to like really lean into the discomfort wherever you find it, um, like notice it and lean into it. So one of my biggest kind of mindset shifts was I stopped 
um, allowing myself to use the word failure. Um, so like there's just learning lessons and there are expensive learning lessons and there are cheap learning lessons. And usually investing in a coach like Kelly is the cheapest possible learning lesson you can get for yourself, right? It's much more expensive for you to fall on your face and then figure it out. Um, but and so same with investing in someone like you guys, it's like, you know, if it's so you want to hire people that can catapult you to the next level quickly and people that already have that experience, they know what to look for, what not to look for. Hiring experts is the cheapest thing yeah. for you to do to grow your business. And that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is if you want to sell to affluent people, you have to develop this affluent mindset first where the money is not the issue. It's just the results and the time. Um, and so looking at it from that perspective and own that reality even before it manifests in your checking account. I love it. Mm -hmm. Love it. All right, Miss Caitlin, you've got a couple special gifts for our participants um, and they are juicy. So <laughs> tell everyone what you've got for them. Yeah, so the first one, I'm going to host a two-hour live workshop for people who want to sign up. And we're going to basically do that. I call it my 1.2 in 12. So 1.2 million in 12 months. What would it take for your company to be consistently generating $100,000 per month uh, within the next year that we're going to be scaling you up? And we're going to just do that reverse engineering process. Uh, so we'll probably hot seat you guys and pick on you guys. Um, but we'll talk about your offer and your operations and your lead flow and your sales process. And we'll just walk this through so you can model it in your own life. Um, but at the end, you'll have a clear idea of what it really takes to build a multiple seven figure company. I love it. You guys mm -hmm. be on that. Make sure that you click on the link below and you can register for that and then put it on your calendar. Also, if you're in the marketing millionaire success circle, we will be reminding you of that class. And we will also be sending you a text message to remind you of when that is. So you don't mm -hmm. miss it. All right. And what was the second one? The second one is a survey that I created for my clients. Anytime you are shifting your offer, because we just told you, we want you to probably shift your offer if you're having trouble selling. Um, and it's, it's basically, it starts as market research and then it goes into a sales conversation. So I called it my cold to close survey because that's essentially what people have done. They've got taken total strangers that they found on social media mm -hmm. and they've closed them into their highest ticket program. And you essentially have somebody tell you exactly what they want, all the reasons that they won't buy it, the price tag that they want it for, the results that they expect for that price tag. And then at the end, you simply say, well, what would it have to look, to, look like for us to work together now? So you're going to close some deals. You're going to have them define what you want and that irresistible offer that we talked about. And you will have all the copy that you will ever need in your marketing when you just look at the transcriptions of the conversations you had with your best clients. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You guys, again, that link is below as well as all of Caitlin's information about her and sales map. So please make sure that you connect with her. Make sure that you, uh, that you connect with her in the marketing to millionaire success circle. As you know, she will be in there and on the day of her interview, she'll be there to answer questions and to, to, um, help you in any which way that, that she can. So please do make sure that you connect with her and take advantage of this. Even if you're not ready to hire a sales team right now, the best thing that you can do, and I, this is how I help people build companies is we reverse engineer. If you know that in one year you're going to want to hire and outsource your sales, start right now, build your platform to make it so that 
you can uh, build your platform to make sure that you are heading in that direction so that you can seamlessly and easily hand this off to a to a team, to a company, you know, like Caitlin's company for you to be able to scale your sales. Absolutely. Awesome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have not yet registered for your Marketing to Millionaires strategy session, don't forget that's absolutely free. You can apply in the link below and we would love to pop the hood on your business and see where you are on track or off track in marketing to affluent clients. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. I look forward to seeing you on another session of the Marketing to Millionaires Expert Series. Caitlin, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Until next time, have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Marketing to Millionaires podcast. If you did, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, share this episode, and leave a raving review. Also, apply to join us in the complimentary Marketing to Millionaires Success Circle on Facebook. It's my private community where I hold weekly trainings, share resources, and collaborate with other high-performance entrepreneurs. I'll see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.